Oh, and you thought the next episode would never happen. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm be moving around quite a bit here. This is, uh, this is, of course, the Trigger Happy Chatterbox. And this is the world's greatest detective. And this is Dead Bad. So, uh, normally we do not have any guest stars here, but uh, we decided we wanted to shake things up a tad bit here. We have... Professional cosplayer Bane Bravo on the line over here. Bane, what's going on, buddy? I'm nothing much, man. I'm just carving out some uh, bangs, and uh, they're outside drying right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, this is the first episode we decided we wanted to add a guest star onto the uh, the show. Who better than uh, someone we've ran across in the cosplay world? Dude does an incredible Spider-Man. Like, I see a few of them out there, and I'm like, nah, dude, you can't do flips. This dude looks like he can do, like, three. Um, like, dude dude looks legit like Spider-Man here. But, um, but yeah, it's just so awesome to have you on the show, man. Um, we, we got quite a bit to talk about, and uh, I hope we could, we could share, too, because there's uh, the MCU, there's uh, Spider-Man, there's uh, the cosplay lifestyle, to share that with you as well. We'll share everyone with that as well, so... Everyone can get a bigger picture of how things are. Um, before that, I uh, just wanted to let everybody know, uh, Facebook at DeadBat. Go ahead and uh, give us a thumbs up there. Uh, our Instagrams, which of course mine's going to be the Trigger Happy Chatterbox at Instagram. Uh, Kyle's is... The World's Greatest Detectives 26. Oh yes, and uh, Bane, go ahead buddy. Uh, you can find me at uh, Bane Bravo on Instagram and Kieran uh, T. Bane at... Uh... Facebook, I'm pretty simple. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, and and then of course we're also on uh, not Twitch. I wish we were on Twitch. That would have been crazy. Uh, we're also on Twitter as well, and uh, it's Deadbat XX. And then we also have a Patreon. The last episode we went ahead and just announced we had a Patreon, so we're gonna be doing things for uh, sick kids and all that stuff. We're getting into the uh, the talking stages of that. That's that's really cool. So. We're going to be doing things for hospitals and all that stuff, so uh, just to give back. Um, but yeah, um, the first question, Bane, um, just to go into it, because there was, there was a couple of questions here. Um, how did okay. you get into cosplay, dude? How did I get into it? Yeah, how did you get into cosplay? Um, it was just, believe it or not, uh, I always, this is how it kind of ran about. Um, I was always kind of that guy, like... Um, when I got out of the army, like, I would, you know, I would just, you know, people would be like, hey, come to our house party, we're having a Halloween party, and I'd always do, like, these costumes, like, extravagant, and then I'd get to the house, and everybody's just drunk, passed out, or just being a goof, and, like, no one appreciating hard work, and I uh, fell upon, I fell upon a con, um, just kind of looking for action figures, like Star Wars figures, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, uh, like the vintage stuff, and uh, I noticed people were dressing up, and I said, man, this this might be kind of like my dig. And then um, the very next year, um, I was at one of my first cons. You know, I, was, I did a full-on Boba Fett. It took me roughly about six months to do, um, highly detailed. Um, and um, I've been kind of uh, kind of addicted in a sense ever since. I was kind of like the challenge of like how real could we make it. Yeah, you know I'm saying. So I was like, okay, like let's just do it, you know. Yeah, most definitely. Um, cause I know like everybody has that story, man. Like me, I had like a five dollar Deadpool suit, and I was like, yeah, let me just go ahead and, and do Deadpool, and uh, you know, 
honestly, you know, I, I think I told this to uh, my girlfriend. I'll tell this to you guys both. Honestly, it's, it's you guys that made me continue doing Deadpool. You guys were like, man, this guy is incredible. And I was just like, holy crap, all right, this is catching on here. Um, because I love the character. I've loved him since he was seven, but... It wasn't. It wasn't in the cards to really do the cosplay for Deadpool. It was just I did it once, and that was a that was it, you know. And now I'm pulling off like suits after suits over here, and, and now I'm doing, you know, uh, a podcast with not only you but also uh, Kyle, and it's just it's crazy just where life can take you. Um, so yeah, it's it's nuts, and uh, and and also um gotta give you props for some of these these face shells you got coming out i saw the stories of uh on instagram um and just the face shells in general some of the best face shells for spider-man i've ever seen yeah i wanted to kind of uh, come across something different because i kind of promoted a lot of people in the past um and, there, and there's some good work out there but i've also been really failed across the board with face shells you know a lot of the especially some of the big time ones that a lot of people get noticed for i said you know one company that gets really recognized and they got the weakest magnets in the world and i literally fall off i understand you know a lot of people getting in spider-man suits i've even seen in suits where people are literally walking around by the hand of their girlfriend because they can't see out of anything and i said man this is this is a problem um you know i said i said how can we get in these ultra athletic suits and, and, and literally the suit is so non-functional it's it's an embarrassment um and i take it very seriously and uh, after i promoted somebody really hard and strong and made them a super lot of money um it just seemed like it was kind of non-appreciated or i fell by the wayside and i was like listen i got some mad skills here and I'm going to take it above and beyond, you know what I'm saying? I, I refuse to have anything. You know, I even found out, you know, in the time being, you know, just how to make reflective lenses, the ones that we really want. I, I know how to make them fall free, and I literally had to go back to the 70s Spider-Man show to literally see how Nicholas Hammond did that. Yeah. You know, and not even people even probably know that name. And I said, listen, we got to go back to the roots, you know, of all this, you know, you know because... I just can't stand being in something that's really, in a sense, non-functionable. So my whole goal in 2018 really is to these suits that you see, like the Scarlet Spider suit that I literally did. Yeah, it was literally man. a reverse process of the lenses that I've never seen before. I had to do that. I had to sit there and say, I've never seen it done like this. I know how to do it. I'm not really going to tell anybody how to do it. It just needs to be done because I couldn't stand Scarlet Spider cosplay. They were just... I'm not trying to be an elitist, but I take what I do very seriously. And what I had seen on the table, I said, this is all poor. It's just substandard. It's poor. It looks awful. And I said, we need some realism. You know what I'm saying? We need yeah. some, you know. Yeah, so I wanted to come across the board with that. Oh, yeah. And, and me and Kyle both agree, man. I mean, Kyle has, like, the best fucking Batman suit I've ever seen. Like, me, he, we went to uh, Pensacola for Pensacon, and, like, this dude two steps in, I mean, like, bro, he looked legit. Like, and, and we understand we want it to be high quality. Um, myself included, like, I just went ahead and bought a, uh, a suit off of Costume Replica Cave. And, uh, I mean, they're going, they're going straight leather. They're going straight to the point where it's like, it's comfortable. It's relaxed. It's not going to make me sweat completely, even though I know I'm going to, it's Florida for Christ's sake. Yeah. That's inevitable with leather. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but it, yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I still don't want to hear you talk shit, John. I'm in a 40 short pro here at Dan Cal with a muscle suit. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I'm ever going to really. That's hell in Florida. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to give you the ranks there, buddy, because I know you're wearing the cowl and everything, so. Um, I, think it's, I think it's like that for everybody in cosplay, though. I mean, you, you know, you go through a lot of painstaking to um, fabricate this, this character and try to bring this character off the pages of, you know, uh, be it a comic book or off the screen from a movie or an animated show or what have you, and you try to make it real life. And uh, a lot of people try to make it budgetable, but um, then there's people uh, like us that really go above and beyond and go, okay, so what can I do money aside because that'll come later. Um, what can I do to, to bring this character to life for fans and kids that love this character? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's the thing too. Like we, I, I know all of us have different... Well, we, I think we have almost the same goal in mind. If not anything, we have, like, the same idea for why we do this. Which uh, which comes to the idea, uh, Bane, if anyone wanted to get into cosplay, what would be the first thing you would tell them? I, I, would, say, I would say this. Um, I would tell anybody to kind of sit down and, and look at themselves. Like, if they were serious, I'd say look at yourself and pick five characters that you think that you would be most interested in and then um kind of emulate your body and your look off that and i think that's where people would go further um i you know i hate to even bring other subjects up but i think a lot of people choose the wrong thing for them when they can actually choose the right thing and it's almost like literally just a quarter turn away from them you know, I think they could, you know, if they wanted to be successful at it and really, you know, like I always admired Jules Skeleton, you know, uh, he's really set himself apart as in all the Disney things. And I said, you know what, I really got to kind of do what he's doing just with the, the Spider-Man suits. I'm going to hand carve everything. I'm going to make all the shoes. I'm going to make all the gloves. The suits I am going to order, but I have to alter them as soon as I get them in. You know, it's just not, I, you know, I used to just, uh, put them on and go which I could pull that off but it's not functional I want it to be real yeah so like yeah I would just tell people to choose five characters and um, be resourceful instead of using money as a an aid I think you'll learn more about yourself and more about your abilities if you actually take the time to do it and it'll mean more Um, one costume would mean more than five cheap ones that you know yeah that makes any sense you know oh oh, yo definitely yeah, um, it's it's one of those things where you know I myself have been trying to put a, together some stuff. Um, we went to uh, Pensa. I put together a good number of the the sweater compression suits that I had for a Red Hood because I do Red Hood from DC. And one of the things I said was that I hate the chest pieces. The chest pieces look too bulky and, and unrealistic. I'm like, nah. If I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna wear something, I want to wear it, and then I want to have. I want to be able to make it myself and put it together, and and lo and behold, we did it. And man, you know, along with Kyle, which I'll, I'll give him the spotlight once again. He he had like every little kid, which he deserves it. Every little kid came up to him, and you know, and that's why we do it. Um, me and Kyle, we do it for you know the kids, which of course that's after all three of us. You know, you Spider Man. You know, the first thing you you think of as a kid is oh my God, Spider Man. You know, um, but when I'm Deadpool, I don't get that. I get all the the you know, 18 or older crowd going up to me and, and, and acting that way, even though that's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but Agreed. yeah, I, I do have a few of them though. There's a, there's a couple, if anything, me and Kyle were like, Ooh, we should probably really walk away from this guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, 
it's one of those things where we, we all have like almost the same purpose when it comes to doing it and, and you know, when it pays off. And you're right, when it comes to when you do it, it means so much more. Mm-hmm. It really does, honestly. Like I felt really good about having one of the compression suits for Red Hood and uh, it just felt really good. Uh, that picture I took on, uh, on Instagram, that was that was the day all of us were just like DC day and my girlfriend was Starfire and I was Red Hood and it just felt really good when you do things by, you know, for yourself. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I, I definitely have to agree with you there. Um, how do you feel about Spider-Man as the character? I'm, I'm pretty sure you have your own opinion about it off the movies. Um, the current one or just the character in general? Oh yeah. The character in general. Yeah. Um, the, the character in general, um, kind of, um, means something a little bit more to me, I think, than maybe most, you know, as, you know, maybe other characters for other people. Skeletor is a big you know, um, meaningful character to me too as well. But, you know, I remember watching, you know, like when I was a kid, I'd seen the 70s um, Spider-Man on reruns on TV, like in syndication. And I said, well, what's this? It's really good. And I, and I identified that as like really, you know, who he was. And then Toby, you know, years later came across. And I personally think Andrew Garfield has done the best. And I'm having a little hard time kind of swallowing uh, Tom Holland. Um, you know, and I don't mean to sound like sexual on that, but it's just not, I don't think you really kind of holds this magic that, you know, like if we saw Andrew Garfield, you, you could see Andrew Garfield walking down the road in real life today, and to you and, and to Kyle, and to me, it would, it would blow your mind, where you look at, you know, Tom Holland, he is literally like 5'5", five, five and 130 pounds wet, you know, and like, you know, and yeah, I don't know, like, you know, and I don't mean to be digging on people, but when I see that character, I want to be wowed and moved, and it's bigger than life, and I don't like the goofiness that's kind of come along with the character, people kind of thirsty for likes and doing all these dance videos. To me, when I represent the character, I want to have those comic images come back to you and be like, oh my God, I remember that, and that's how he looked and that's how he posed and he was very serious you know yeah. I want to kind of you know give that effect to to, to my work you know to my okay. art you know in a sense alright that that makes sense yeah, yeah. Kyle how do, how do you feel about that Kyle okay. yeah how do you feel about that um I think uh, that's that's everybody's main goal of the cosplayer is to bring that character to life. I mean, obviously, only if you uh, if you take this hobby as kind of a you know just a, a chance to get out and uh, go do something out of the ordinary on the weekends in costume. Um, I mean, I guess that's a whole separate discussion as to what cosplay actually is. But uh, I think that should be everybody's main goal is to, to bring that character to life for fans. Yeah, um, and I kind of, I kind of, with uh, with both Bane and your and your point, uh, Kyle. Um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it, it's it's crazy because four or five years ago, I never would have thought that we would have had a Deadpool one and a Deadpool two. I never would, I never in my entire life would have ever expected this character to get a movie, much less get a sequel to a movie. It just, it still blows my mind even to this day. Um, but. When it comes to that character, yeah, there's a certain level of just you want to bring that character to life. So when that person sees how you are, and and, and they just or whatever, if you're in like in a fan film or something, like whoa, like yes, like 
that's that's this character, you know, and just you know all the mannerisms and things that he does, even though it's funny coming from someone who does Deadpool mannerisms. Um, but you know, yeah, it's I, I definitely I definitely see it that way too, and um, and the community, yeah. Let, let's get into that. Like, how do you guys feel about the cosplay community in twenty eighteen? Uh, the, the cosplay community in general. Yeah, yeah. As as far as this year is concerned, yeah. How do you feel about it? Um, I I, I think um, I, I don't I don't know. I'm kind of like kind of mixed on it because um, you know, like you know, like I usually end up having a booth and like kind of then that's when I meet the community and I meet people like yourself who really enjoy it and really take it seriously. And then I kind of meet some people like you're like, man, I don't even like know why I'm doing this, and I, I hate to sound like a pessimist, but like, you gotta be like, man, that dude was weird. I don't know. It's kind of fifty. I'm kind of fifty fifty on it. I, I'm kind of. I'm kind of doing it just for my artful reasons and, you know, because I love the paint, I love the craft and sculpt, and, you know, I love my Dremel tool. I can spend hours on that thing, like, you know, if you, if you ask me to, and I just, I think that's where my love comes from. The, the community is such a, I don't know, it's kind of a, a motley crew of, you know, love, uh, love of art, um, you know, kind of pessimists and haters, and, um, you know, it, it's almost just as bad as the fitness industry if I would categorize it, you know. Yeah, most definitely. Um, with uh, I've I've had my my share of good and bads with it. Like with the good is is we meet people like you and we meet people like uh we met this guy and I, I know he's definitely gonna laugh because I know we just like promoted him like seventy thousand times. But like department underscore H cosplay for being what I'd like to say is the best Wolverine ever. I've never seen a Wolverine like this dude ever, and he's just again he's like you. You guys are both really chill people. You know, and you know we like having these discussions and all types of stuff. It's really cool. It brings us together. And then you know, me and and Kyle will go to other cons and we'll meet certain people that just like really rub us the wrong way. Kind of like what you were just talking about like five minutes ago, where it's just at the end of the entire conversation, like that was that escalated quickly. Like what? You know, like. Well, you know what I've noticed, if you don't mind me interrupting, I've noticed some of yeah. the people that I'll be with at a con, and let's just say they, they're, like, being a guest. I don't like this. Like, you know, one thing I've gotten really positive from James Armstrong and, like, Fan Expo and everything is that they said, we've never seen anybody work the booth like you work the booth and work the floor, like you work the floor. And, like, I noticed when a lot of the other cosplayers have guests when they get there, they're eating, they're not ready, you know, they're not ready to meet anybody, they're setting up photos, and that's one thing that kind of, kind of irks me too, because I'm like, listen, you haven't made, like, this superstar status, so, you know, I always sit there and say, like, be the superstar that day, and because they, you know, they want to come see you, but, you know, uh, man, I don't know, it's just, I, I do it for the love of the art, and, you know, my time and everything, life is short. Oh, yeah. Amen yeah. to that one, brother. Um. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely, man. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, like the second we get in, it's like I think two steps in, you got kids and everybody, and it's just, you know, we we, we definitely like, you know, I think it's it's one of those things too where it's, I went an hour without eating, and it was to the point I didn't even care. We we did it for everybody coming over and just saying hi to Deadpool and and, and you know Batman and 
and it was just it was a surreal experience and we kept doing it because it's like fuck it you know this is why we're here you know get oh, ready yeah. you know yeah. be, be prepared at all costs I think it's always great using, you know, like the uh, the character that you're 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 dressed as as a medium to interact with people. I think at that, at the end of the day, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, it brings a smile to people's faces. I, I definitely agree. It, it makes them act even if they're having a bad day. You could be the guy that turns their day around. Yeah, most definitely. Um, but I also know you met a lot of uh, a lot of interesting faces. I did want to ask because me and a uh, me and the girlfriend met Stan Lee. How was that for you, man? Tell us your experience with uh, with meeting other other uh, big name celebs because we're we're probably gonna do the same thing at MegaCon. I'm looking forward to meeting. Man, it's like a huge fucking list. Like, are, well, like what person? I guess like to the the real basis of the question: Who are you most like excited to meet at MegaCon Orlando? This one. Yeah, this one. I'm gonna be definitely in line for uh, Paul Newman and Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's me though. That's me. I have to see Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, with me, it's I'm a huge wrestling fan. So when I saw John Cena being put on there, I was like, oh boy, I gotta, I gotta make the you can't see me jokes now. <laughs> oh man. Um. Kyle, go ahead, buddy. Jason Momoa. Um, yeah, Jason Momoa would be really cool to meet. Um, and I think, uh, what, Florida Supercon is coming up, too? Yeah, we're going to Supercon in July. And, uh, and Kevin Conroy. I'm so ready. <laughs> like, I think the second, yeah, Bane, when I was at a pizza store, and, uh, I went to I was just I was just like I wanted to call him up and I wanted to look up the the schedule and all the guests that were there and I saw Kevin Conroy and I'm like oh boy Kyle's gonna love this shit so I call him up and he's hanging out with our friends and I'm like hey Kyle guess who's gonna be a supercon he's like who Kevin Conroy I don't think I've ever had a pause on a phone with dead silence more than this man right over here it was great that was quiet for a good ten minutes. Um, Yo. And keep, in, keep in mind, this was uh, this was kind of around a time period where our convention schedule for the year was up in the air as to where we were going. Um, we weren't even one hundred percent sure we were going to be doing anything this year because we're you know working on other cosplays and stuff like that. And he came out and said Kevin Conroy was going to be here. And from what I understand, Conroy isn't really on the East Coast all that much. And I told John, I said, we're going. And he said, what? And I said, yeah, you heard me, we're going. Put it on the schedule. We didn't even have anything lined up. And I said, put it on the schedule. We're going to that one. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's it was crazy when I, I saw that there. And also, Mike Coulter's going to be there, too. I'm a big, uh, big Luke Cage fan, uh, even more so with him being Luke Cage. And uh, I don't, Bane, I don't know if you've watched the Marvel Netflix shows, um, but, yeah, like, Huge Nick Cage, uh, Luke Cage fan. I almost said Nick Cage fan. I'm like, I, I don't know about that one. Um, but yeah, like it's it's gonna be a huge one over at SuperCon. Uh, is, is speaking of cons, what's your what's your schedule looking like, man? Because I know it's I know it's MegaCon, but like with like do you have like ones in particular outside of that that you're wanting to go to? Oh, I, I just stay with Fan Expo. Um, I'll do like the uh, MegaCon and uh, the Tampa. 
Tampa Bay MegaCon. I'm also doing uh, SpaceCon. Um, and that's all I really have uh, scheduled. Um, I did get um, an email out to like New York. Um, uh, we would take that if everything kind of landed right with it. Um, but that's about it, really. Yeah, most definitely. I, I sounds that sounds really awesome. Holy crap! We we were actually talking about that last year. We were talking about all the ones we wanted to go to the San Diego's, the New Yorks, and all that. And I I was telling the group I was like, if we go to New York, I'm probably gonna get emotional. I'm I'm from New York. I'm from the Bronx, and so I, I would get a little emotional going back home and kind of seeing how it looks and everything. Going back to Gotham City, as they call it. You know, so it 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 would be a be quite an experience going back over there and seeing how everything is. Um, but yeah, man, it's just, um, I'm trying to think of, if anything else, um, as a kid, I don't know if you have read any comics, like what was your favorite Spider-Man memory? I'm just pulling like anything at this point, because I know you're probably a bigger Spider-Man fan than like, I, I mean, I used to, and then like I had the first Deadpool issue laid on my lap and then I was just like, who is this funny fucker? Because of just what he was able to do. But yeah, like... Like, what was, like, your favorite, like, Spider-Man comic or memory or, yeah, like, that stuff? Um, mine, mine probably, um, probably the old, uh, favorite memory. It's kind of embarrassing, I mean, if you really want to hear it. I mean, um, um, this, and this is the God Honest Truth. Um, when I used to, uh, when I was little, um, I would watch the actual cartoon, uh, and The Price is Right would come on after the cartoon, and, uh, I used to wear the Spider-Man underoos, uh, in front of the TV while I thought real people could actually see you in your underwear, in your television. I don't, you know, like when the people came on, The Price is Right started running, <laughs> yeah. and I like, go change. That's probably my favorite memory of that whole thing, you know, like... Oh, man. <laughs> yeah that's yeah oh wow yeah um well, well we'll go individual here you said your favorite spider-man moment my favorite deadpool moment was i read the comics too as a kid and when uh i started getting into that it's funny because i was also watching south park and all that stuff yeah my, my parents were like as long as you don't say it at school we don't really care um so i was i was reading one of the issues from joe kelly which is one of my favorite writers um I went ahead and I was reading some of it, and as I was going, I didn't know I was speaking out loud, and I went ahead and I said the F word. I was like, man, fuck, and my father turned around, and he was like, what did you just say? And, like, my whole, like, my complexion just turned pale. I was, like, as white as college-ruled paper. I was afraid, because, Bane, my father looks like Samuel L. Jackson. So I, I was I was like holy shit I was afraid I was like oh my god he's gonna rip my head off just what I said here, um, but yeah like it's it's funny how a Deadpool comic can make you curse but not South Park, <laughs> but I don't think I've asked you Kyle what was your favorite Batman memory dude? My favorite Batman moment? Yeah. Oh, damn. Um, dude. Alright. So I'm probably gonna go on a shit. But, uh, growing up, it was, uh, it was fucking 
I had four movies, right? I had Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. Um, and I remember, like, as a kid, not really understanding, like, the subtleties of Batman. Um, so I wasn't really into Michael Keaton as much as I was into Kilmer. So I just, dude, I just remember being a kid on the swing set, fucking singing Kiss from a Rose at the top of my fucking lungs. Just all due to that movie. <laughs> oh man that's crazy well um well, well Bane I think just a couple more and then I, I mean if anything um if, if you wanted to uh, plug anything at all buddy go for it there was just uh, I, guess, I guess a couple things here um so if um so the whole process with making some of the suits and, and face shells how long does it take dude um Making making the, like the lenses. Yeah, like the whole process. Yeah. The whole process really uh, like the like the Scarlet Spider, um, the one that I recently did with like kind of everything. Um, that took a process of honestly about like honestly steadfast. I'm talking two weeks. Uh, it could have been lingered longer. Yeah, but I kind of worked on it every evening, like when I was uh, you know like I kind of had downtime. And I really would really kind of exhausted myself on that. And I, and I want to say, like, like that, you know, the blue sweater is aged to perfection. It's even tailored, you know, to the shape of my, you know, my body. Like the belt, you know, the belt I had to do twice. The, the wrist gauntlets I had to do twice. The lenses literally took five days just to kind of get that effect without the, the rim, you know. Um, you know, and then uh, hoping that the, you know, the polyurethane would actually, you uh, not yellow on me with all the metal flake in it, you know, and then the uh, process of the shoes, I actually destroyed one pair of shoes, you know, an expensive pair of Under Armour shoes, just to go to another expensive pair of uh, Pumas that actually top it off. Um, yeah. But it, it was, it, it, I've got like two backups of it now, so that's actually going to be like one of my signature uh, suits as well. Um, and you'll be seeing a couple of uh, neat things come up. I'm doing like the uh, Spawn Symbiote Spider-Man and the lenses for this are gonna be insane. It's gonna be something that you've never seen before. The lenses that I just recently showed are something you've never seen before. Nice. Uh, and they attach a little different too. Like they attach just like the, the, the way the movie does. Yeah. Um, and it's a stronghold. Like you could literally jump off something or you know, do a butterfly kick and those lenses aren't coming off. You know, as I said, which other companies will fail you across the board, you know, with that, you know. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it, it just, just depends on the thing. I'm really going to do some really neat things. So, like, I would say, like, a process of me just, you know, like, most people, as soon as they get the suit, they just, like, literally throw it on and try to give you a, a bathroom selfie or, like, a bedroom selfie, which I'm like, no, man, we're going to take some time to do this right. <laughs> and, you know, I want it to be mine. But I want it to be functional, too, like, you know, especially, you know, I want to be able to run, jump, roll in it, and, like, it actually work for you. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm actually working on a little bit of Deadpool stuff right now. I was, uh, I'm in the process of putting together uh, a magnetic sword harness because I love showing the swords off. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely a huge fan of the magnets. Yeah, um, you know, and, yeah. and and the thing about it is, is that I got one from Snake Pit Studios, and they just charge. Like, I'm not here to go ahead and, and bash Snake Pit. They got some really good stuff, but I just 
if you know the dynamics of how to take care of that stuff, you really don't honestly need to pay the one sixty five. Yeah, I know, it's it's like a it's like a huge price for that. I'm like, I could do this yeah. if I really wanted to. So I bought a harness and I got like four magnets, and uh, I really want to be able to use the swords and then put them right back on my my you know my back without no issues and and if for it to stay stable too. That was another thing that I had a problem with with the swords from Snake Pit was they would occasionally come off and we would have to put it back on and like that's an uncomfortable feeling you know so yeah i definitely hear you because that that's definitely one of the things that i was working on uh because that's one of the coolest parts about it and then customizing the guns i had a uh a, i showed kyle that uh the swords I, I went a little pop culture reference there it's uh whitney and bobby for the swords and ike and tina for the guns So, a little pop culture there, you know? Um, but, um, yeah, uh, Bane, if, if you, uh, if you had any, uh, last, last things you wanted to probably pull off or anything, I, I don't know if you're, if you're busy or anything, man, because, I mean, I know you got a lot of stuff coming up, so. Oh no 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 yeah 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 you're you're, you're good you're good uh, I was like hey if there's okay. if there's uh if there was any last things you wanted to uh because I I don't know if you're if you're busy or or whatnot because usually our podcasts are like two hours at very minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, oh, I, I have I have nothing I have really nothing to plug. The only thing I would really kind of feel like if this is the conclusion of it, I would just say um, have fun, try to reach your limits with your art, because I, you know, I think no matter what we're doing, it, it's art in an art form, no matter what character it is, you know, um, to be Blue Beetle, Green Lantern, anything like that, you know, like, I think we just gotta go out and make it our best, you know, because it's kind of something that we've been out on, you know, so, like, just create and make it fun, you know? Yeah. Most definitely, man. I, I I think across the board, everybody can agree with that one. I mean, you mentioned Blue Beetle. I'm like, dude, you would make an incredible high mate. Just saying, dude. No, I'm going to get Blue Beetle. That's what I got to mention. It's going to be insane. <laughs> oh, my bad. I had a bro moment. We, 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 we ha- John has those every five seconds. Oh, man. I just had my first bro moment of the entire podcast. So I, I do have a... Um kind of a, a quick question for you, Mr. Bravo, if you would. Uh, yeah. Uh, for, um, you know, for making uh, your cosplays, um, what would you say uh, to someone who is, is just getting on the creative side of things and they take it on, you know, an ambitious project, say like, you know, the Batman mech armor from BBS or Iron Man, for example. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is the golden rule to follow um, as far as trait-wise in building one of those projects? You know, like, i.e., uh, passion, persistence, something like that. This is what I'd say, patience. Patience and persistence. Um, I noticed... Um, I've always kind of been a big fan of the uh, haste makes ways. We all get a little antsy. I want to try something. And as I said, man, I've I've had meltdown moments in my house. Like you literally, like it, you know, like you know, a lot of people see, like you know, hey, this this big muscled up dude, he's cool and he's always, dude. I've literally 
cried. I'd be like, God dang, I just ruined that. And it was like two days away. I literally wasted Tuesday of last week. I don't know what happened. Tuesday was just, hey, we're just going to kick Ron's ass today and, uh, and accomplish nothing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I literally walked away from Tuesday with nothing. I was like, zero. Donuts. Big fat donuts. Mm. Patience and persistence. Um, I think that's the biggest um, asset I think a good cosplayer could have. You know, like, I think that's what's going to set you apart to, I'd rather have something amazing than three of something that's mediocre. You know what I'm saying? I think it'll be so much worth it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and those are big projects, too. Like, you know, I've literally seen John Donaldson, you know, like, form eight as plastic and thermal form as plastic, you know, for the Iron Man here recently. And I was like, I mean, this is a guy of 52 years old that's still doing that thing. Patience with this G element, I said, that got to be, you know? Yeah, most definitely. I hope, I hope that answered. I hope that, you know, because I've definitely been antsy on a lot of things and been kicked in the butt for it, you know. Like, I've been like, dang it, that just didn't work. Oh, damn sure. I mean, I know a lot of us have been at that point where we're so eager to pull something off that sometimes we jump it down just a little bit. Oh, yeah, dude, I've literally ruined pieces. Like, literally ruined. Like, it, it's embarrassing. It, I don't even know if it's embarrassing. I just think it's fail. But you learn so much from it. And you don't yeah. feel like it at the time. You just feel like you wasted a bunch of money. But trust me, um, you'll learn what to do and what not to do. You know? Exactly. It's like they say experience is the best teacher. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. As I said, I've been, I, as I said my first serious one was uh, Boba Fett. And it took me like a good six months. I painted that helmet. The, the shoes, the jumpsuit, like everything had to be perfect down to the last detail, fucking scratches in the gun, everything like that. And it's still hanging in my closet today. It's a solid piece and it's like ready to go. Like you can barely keep light in the chest and everything like that. You know, and I'm, I know I'm not known for that, but that was actually kind of like one of my first ones that actually people, if some people don't follow me, they'll be like, hey man, I remember you both with that, and it was like killer. Man, I want to check my ass, dude. Check my ass. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Bane was probably the easiest. I just, um, you know, got one of the actual molds from the movie set, which the guy was offering for a, a high amount of price, and I painted it myself, and I pretty much just pumped up for like, you know, six months and then just went around shirtless. So that was an easy one. But I think I pulled that one off better than Tom Hardy, actually. So I was like, you know, so we'll, we'll see what's up. You know, I'll probably have some venoms in the future. Yeah, but I want to make that extraordinary. Oh, yeah, man. Most definitely. I, th- I think that's the one cosplay we, we have not seen is a, is a venom. And I'm thinking about I, it. I, 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 I don't I just, I don't like the big bulky ones that I see. I think that's impractical and it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I want to see more of like kind of the back and black kind of issues, kind of like sleek, uh, muscular, but moving, like the person can move, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. I honestly haven't seen a lot of, uh, a lot of carnage. That too. Carnage, Carnage would be a good one. I just think, you know what I think when it comes down to it, I think when it comes to cosplay, everybody chooses the hero. 
they want to be the hero some way, somehow, you know, and uh, I'm going to try to, like, uh, I'm going to try to expand upon that. I think with my suits in the past, and I think the reason I kind of got so popular so quick in the Spider-Man genre is I was showing so many different patterns because I loved the art. It wasn't necessarily the character. I loved the art that people were putting out on Cellfly and stuff like that, but no one was getting to see their patterns in real life, and that was my whole... Uh, goal with that was to I said listen there's so much art out there and I love art I said I want to show these people's patterns and they need to be seen because how do we know if, it, if no one was even to wear it if they just sat on self buy as a pattern for 25 or 40 bucks you know how would we know not to buy it and I think I was a big influence on that I definitely was the hugest influence on you know setting the standard for the fog free lenses because I said listen you know you can't have people running around for this and this is the reason you know that I started making those masks because of a young man dying um, this year um, you know when he fell off the building because his mask fogged up and I'm not going to say who he bought it from but I definitely know who he bought it from and he couldn't see out of it and he fell five stories to his death and I said no more oh you know? my god no more you know that's the reason I want to make a change and you know it's just like these people are still selling these all got masks because they just want to make a buck off these young kids and I said no it's got to be done right it's got to be done functional not not necessarily so movie correct or accurate because that's going to get some young kids hurt and it has in the past too you know so yeah yeah and I think um, I think just for the type of money that you put out for stuff like this for you know like especially the facials and stuff that you see coming out yeah, um, there's just, there's no excuse for it to not be functional. It's got to be top-notch, and that's where I want to set, like, the standard, as in, like, you know, listen, you're probably going to pay, like, a premium price, but I promise you that I will even try it on, I will even wear it, and I promise you it will be totally functional. I'm just not going to pull it off the mold and put it in the box and, you know, send it to you, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way. There's just no way. Yeah. Hey, so, yeah. Definitely got to give you props for that one because I've gone through uh, quite a bit of Deadpool mask. Uh, the one that I've been sticking with is the uh, Illa Studios one that I got off of uh, from Spain. Guy's name is Jose and he, he probably does like the best half shell Facebook, you know, a, a Deadpool mask I've ever like worn. Like I could see everything perfectly and never had an issue. I mean, I still move my head like 1980 uh, 1990s Batman, but I mean that that's going to be a given because I don't have uh, I, I does does your does your mask like cuz the one thing I think I have a one a little bit of an issue with is peripheral vision. And I'm just, just. Oh yeah, you know what I've you know what I've done and what I've learned from other people's masks is they're usually just cutting out the general eyelid of the things, but usually they'll kind of countersink maybe the area to where like the black goes or the where the lens goes. But the problem is is that they're still cutting that general um, outline. They need to actually dremel the mask around the magnets to give more of a peripheral vision. Uh, which is, it's, it's, that's, a, that's a good thing that you bring that up, is because that's the biggest problem with a lot of those Spider-Man masks, is they can't see to the side, they can't, re they're, they're usually done in five minutes, and then we all see it, you know, Kyle over in Batman, and me over in my booth, or whatever, and you're in your Deadpool, we see the one guy being walked around by the hand of his girlfriend, because he can't see anymore, and it's a, you know, I just, I can't take it, I was like, there's just no way, it's gotta be comfortable, yeah. you know what I'm saying, that's, 
to me, the cosplay has always had to be kind of like that, you know, like, like if I was to do Batman, I would probably pitch a style of that character that said, what can I pull off, as in with my look, and then, what, you know, um, you know, how can I make it to the most? And even if I had to order from something from somebody and I had to alter it myself, you know, which I've done in the past, but, you know, like once you realize that, you know, you're just kind of wasting money, you know, and you can order it do it yourself. Home Depot should become like everybody's new best friend, really. <laughs> That's a great place. I did see a company, I don't remember the name of it, but they actually, uh, I saw them on Instagram, they formulated a uh, BBS Batman mask where you can actually turn your head in and out. Um, See, that would be prime. Yeah, that'd be prime. Like, because I know those cows are hot. I know they're hot. They're they're warm. Um, like I have uh, online, I've got like slits cut in the top of it to try and at least release some of that hot air. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even then. By the end of the day, I'm still sweating buckets. Oh, yeah, yeah, trust me. Oh, man. Oh. Man, the horror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, to, to see him pull off that cowl and, and wear it, like, for, you know, three days, or we went to one over in, in Gainesville and just... You know, he took off the cowl, and I'm like, if I had a cup, I could just take all the sweat and put it in there because it was it was like just drenched. But um, yeah, I I definitely um, I wanted to ask that because I just I for a while I was wondering I was like, can is the peripheral vision is the one thing that I, I always complain about? Other than that, the mask is completely fine, you know. I think that's kind of like a. An unhealthy aspect of cosplay because a lot of these companies manufacture it to, you know, look like whatever you're portraying to the point where it's impractical. Stated so well, thank you. That that couldn't have been stated any more perfect. Mm. Just like it's like you know, accuracy is in the. In the passenger seat, while well, personal comfortability is sitting in the back of the uh, third wheel. Like, yeah, and then that, what happens for the individual? Let's just say they're kind of new into it. I almost think sometimes it turns some people away because they get a bad. They're like, man, I can't do that, man. I was I was done in like ten minutes. I had to sit outside, like on the on the bench and cool off, and you know, like that's why I always stress like comfort. My first uncomfortable cosplay which was actually my first really good one was actually the Boba Fett but I remember going back to the hotel room using the hair dryer that they let you have to dry off the jumpsuit so I could wear it like the very next day and usually I mean I didn't have a washer there so like you could literally see the salt stains of like every bit of it but it kind of made it look more battle worn and anything like that so I was just like oh, I'll just go with it the next day too you know like <laughs> but, yeah. I'm sure we've all been there some some form of fashion you know? oh hell yeah. yeah but yeah we, we, we've all been there I mean there was that well, we went to uh to the one we, we uh, I think it was me and my girlfriend we saw you and, and your girlfriend over there too it was I think it was Saturday and uh, a friend of ours gave me a speaker, the huge JBL speakers that they got, the JBL Extreme. 
And he was like, yeah, I know at some point you're going to use it. I mean, you're Deadpool, so you're going to go run around playing music. So, uh, and I definitely could relate with what you were saying, where it's just uncomfortable sometimes. Because I was, I, I had this, it had to have been like, it felt like 50-pound helmet. And, and, and Kyle, you can see my face. Like, I just was not having it, man. I was wearing a really heavy helmet, and it just, the lenses were fogging up, and I just couldn't see it all. And I went back to the hotel with him. And I went back in my Deadpool costume and just, we, we tore the house down, man. And it, by the time we came back to, uh, you know, just chill out, I peeled the suit off. It wasn't a matter of just, like, zipping it. It just peeling it off. But I wore it the next day. Oh, so. yeah. 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 Ooh. I think it's a lot of thing with, like, the big thing with um, a lot of the Spider-Man face shells and lenses and stuff, too, is that they fog up a lot. If it did not mesh. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's that's true, that's true, and that's that's one thing I've and I've had everyone like when I first got into it, I was because I think what so fascinates us about the character in general, no matter what character it is, it's the face. We're so mesmerized by this character's face, like Batman's cow, you know, the, his jawline, everything. Batman, you know, Spider-Man's eyes, the the correction, you know, how how lined up is it with the circle between, you know. You know the eyelids you know and like you know even let's just say green lantern like how well is his like you know you know small face mask and how's his hair versus you know john stewart's you know freaking fade you know and everything like that we all are fascinated with the character's face you know but it, it's it's just got to be done you know practical you know like you said and correct and you know you know that's my my concern and that's why i wanted to make all these improvements from everybody's you know you know like you know, some things are just too heavy and it's not needed, you know, but the people aren't looking outside, you know, because today's day and age is like, it's a very lazy day and age and no one really wants to make something or actually put down some skills or take the time. They just rather say, well, I can buy this right here offline. If I promise some things could like literally just take half a day if they would just put time and effort into it. Yeah. That's a good point, too, is that it's it's really a fault on both sides. I mean, a lot of people do look online and they go, oh, hey, that looks good, let me buy that. And then they don't think, hmm, is this actually going to work? Like, I'm going to be at a con eight hours today. It, you know, is this going to be comfortable for me? That's, that's the first thing I think about because I love being there and I love, like, looking. You know, if I don't have to be behind the booth, like, at all, I love looking for, like, vintage little toys or comics that I can buy. And I want to be able to walk around. And I want to be able to see. And I don't want to be annoyed, like, if somebody asks for, like, a picture, like, just say, like, you know, like, you know, I, I want to say, yeah, I'm ready to go, dude. Like, no, no, let me put this on, or let me put this back on, or I got to get the, the gun right, you know, like, you know, like, to me, I think the whole aspect of it, I said, man, if I got to be there for eight, you know, and usually when we're guesting, that's a 10-hour day, no matter what, yeah. you know, and that's long, you know, I usually, everybody's like, you got to go to the after party? I'm like, the after party is at the hotel, and I'm gonna take a shower because I'm like, tell my dog. There ain't no after party for me, man. I, 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 like, I might be big and buff, man, but I go back to that room like a broken individual. I'll be like, fuck, dude, I am broken. <laughs> you want me to go to the after party? What do you mean? Sweet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Like, yeah, yeah, I won't be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that pretty much spells it. I mean, I think nowadays that's pretty much how it is. Like, we'll be like done doing the whole Batman Deadpool thing, and I'm just like, bruh, I'm just 
the just and I can't even get a sentence out. Just let's just. You, and you don't real, you don't realize you know like a lot of the stances you know no matter what character you're doing it's usually some sort of like punch stance or battle ready stance so you're actually kind of posing you know like you're posing and you're holding tight and you know you really don't realize what two to three or four hours could do to that much less like let's say you go even longer and you don't realize that I mean. I mean, God bless you if you were just on vodka and Adderall all day. I mean, you could really pull it off, you know, but you're still going to crash at the end of the day. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's something about, like, once you get in that costume, you just, you carry yourself differently because I guess it's there's a different expectation carried to it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what I was talking about earlier. Is like no matter what character you are, if somebody recognizes with it, you could almost literally change a person's bad day. You know, they could literally be walking in the grocery store and you could be, oh my God, there's Green Lantern or there's Batman. You know, like that dude just made my day and you held yourself, you know, thinking like, you know, that's who you were. You know, you kind of almost take on the persona of it. Yeah. You know, a bit, you know. Yeah, like there's been days where, um, you know, after after a long day at a con, we'll be back to a hotel, and uh, I'll be like, "John, you all right, dude? It's not like you. You haven't said anything for like two hours." And John will look at me and go, "Oh, man, yo, seriously, that just—I know Batman takes a lot out of you, Kyle. Deadpool takes a shit ton out of me. Um, it got to the point where I I went back to work, and two weeks straight, I had no voice." Just, I yeah, two weeks straight, I had no voice, and finally my voice started coming right back in. Like, I could speak, but I was speaking like this. Hi, how's it going? Like, it was bad. Yeah, you know, the chatterbox portion of Trigger Happy Chatterbox is pretty, uh, pretty serious with that. Yo, like, to the, you know me, because I, I mean, I go all the way with Deadpool, man. Just the improv, just comedy, just like, the entire time you were there, it just, the, the time that mask gets on my face... And we go in, there's there's no stopping, you know, honestly. I have to tell the group, uh, Bane, uh, listen, you could, uh, before I put the mask on, um, you know, you may want to give me a question or so, or say, hey, John, this, because once the mask is on, it's Wade Wilson, it's not John. Uh, oh, yeah, like, yeah, like, I'll even, like, listen to, like, small little clips of, like, the amazing Spider-Man just to kind of have my lines just fresh and ready in my head. Yeah, I don't know if anybody else kind of does that, but I really do kind of take on the persona. I will even take on, like, the body movements for, like, the video game, like, the hovering and, you know, like, you know, kind of on, you know. There's just certain things that I do, and I think that's what, you know, like, I think if you really take your work seriously, I hate to say, like, it, you know, like, work, you know, because it is kind of a passion and a pastime as well. Um, I think that's what will really make you stand you know, different and stand on top of the crowd sometimes is if you take it, you know, so seriously. And I ha- I've been, you know, as I said, I've been, you know, told by numerous people that, I, you know, that I've done cons for that they've had, you know, show up and they said, listen, we've never had anybody work before like you. And I, I just, I just take it seriously because I, you could change one kid's life. You know, I could die tomorrow knowing that, you know, I could have changed that kid for a lifetime. And he, and he would, his memory would be of me changing his, you know, no matter what ever he saw on TV or a big movie screen or anything like that. I, mean, I remember this guy when I went to this store one day and I was having a bad day and, you know, I changed his life, you know, so. Definitely. 
Amen to that one, brother. I, I mean, yeah. I was about to go ahead and be like, well, you kind of stumbled across the topic that I think all three of us can really uh, relate to because uh, I work at a grocery store. And, yeah, you could ask Kyle. There are moments where, you know, you just really get aggravated at your boss and just the way trigger goes off because, I mean, there's there's a sometimes I'll, I'll be like you know nonchalant chill you know I want to relax so I'll, I'll kick back listen to some Wu Tang Clan there'll be other moments where we all of us hang out and it just it comes right out of you it is it, like you said it's a, it's just you take on that persona and, and and sometimes I wish I didn't take on on Wade's persona I know like man I could just imagine Kyle just like wearing that like cowl but like just at the same he doesn't have to wear the cowl he can just walk around as Bruce Wayne. And, and he does this, too. He, he walks around as Bruce Wayne, and he fucking nails it. Yo, like, it just bravado and everything kills it. Like. Um, so, on that note, um, I do have to ask you, uh, Mr. what, um, what is your favorite cosplay moment? Um, be it, you know, interaction with, uh, a fan of you personally or a fan of the character that you're cosplaying as, or just a, um, a, a really difficult project that you were finally able to complete. Um, yeah. I think, I think there's a lot of moments. I, I think, I think what I'll try to, you know, I'll try to hit on the head. You know, like as in um, last year um, at MegaCon Orlando, Stanley requested me to be on stage with him for the, for the question and answer. I think that was probably my height, you know, as in going viral, um, you know, actually working with the dude on stage. And, you know, I think it was a chance of a lifetime, you know. Um, it kind of spoke for my work done in the prior years because, like, when I first met him, um, like two years prior, that's kind of how it, it all kind of happened. Two people were taking pictures of me and him in the corner after he got done signing books, and he said, "Man, you did really well on this." And for him to come back, you know, and sit there and say, "Well, I want Benny Bravo um, on stage with me for you know for this you know this Spidey thing," you know, I was just overwhelmed. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, that was that was probably mine. There's there's many kid moments as I said, but I think with I think when it comes to the charities, the hospitals, things, and things for the kids, I do that out of the heart um, and out of the goodness uh, and knowing that I grew up really hard without a lot of opportunities and I want to give those kids like this opportunity, but as, as in for my work, for somebody like that to sit down and say, hey, I, I need him on stage, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I think that might have been the pinnacle, you know. I could quit cosplay tomorrow and be like, yeah, I just kind of, you know, that, I hit those moments, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, yeah. but I'm very grateful. I think there's going to be a lot of other great things to happen, you know? Well. Damn. I... I I know, man. I, you know what? I think you were gonna go ahead and tell him our moments, but I, I think we could just let, I think we could let Bane take that one because that was just fucking epic. <laughs> like B- Bane, you, wow. First of all, I did not know that. Second of all, that's just for Stanley to do that. 
and and that that's crazy, man. Honestly, I mean, I I think both of us can relate over the the, the people who've created our favorite characters. That's just on some next level shit, though. I'm not even gonna try to touch that shit. Praise you, man. That was all. That's awesome. <laughs> It, it, it kind of meant a lot because I, I kind of stumbled into the character, you know, in all reality, you know, because I always wanted to do it. And then all the suits and all the things that I've ever done, you know, it I think it finally got recognized, like, bigger than, you know, kind of anything, you know, like, you know, for, you know, I, you know, it could go, it could go down and like weird hit. I kind of even thought about it. I said, you know, I said, what if I was like, you know, like, even like, you know, like, say we got like Tom Holland, like, who was at, who would actually be the last person on stage in a Spider-Man suit with Stan Lee? It would be me. Like I, I it would be me. It wasn't Tom Holland. It was, you know, yeah, I mean, you're lucky if Tom Holland's even uh, in a suit on the damn movie set. He's in a motion capture suit. You know, like you know, I would you know have to say it's me, and I could I could test this, and you could find it online. You know, and that's what I said. Like I could. I could die tomorrow, you know, having cosplay as a backbone to and say, hey, man, that guy did a lot of really cool things, you know, and I really got a lot of cool things coming up. I really want to give, like, a really great uh, Blue Beetle, uh, Skeletor. Uh, I think the Spawn Scythian Spider-Man is really going to blow people's socks off and stuff like that. I really want to get uh, a little kind of upgrade with it, you know, kind of next level, you know. I want to have fun with it, you know. Yeah. Most definitely, holy crap! Just I'm I'm still on the Stan Lee thing, bro. You gotta give me a minute. Just oh, that's just that's epic, man. I think a whole new level of respect just came from me to you, cause that's that's crazy, you know. Um, I can only mention one moment, and this is where I'm going to show my hatred for Kyle in five, four, three, two, one. So, um, we went to uh for MegaCon Orlando. It was Sunday and. He wanted to go see Nolan North. I've already seen Nolan North with the Deadpool suit, so I was like, yo, I'm done. Voice actor, like, I'm happy I saw you. Great. He was like, no, 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 John, come on, let's go. I, I hate you for it, too, by the way. Holy shit. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, but, like, he brought me over, and as we were getting closer, I was like, so what are you going to do? Like, are you going to get a recording? Like, everyone's getting recordings from their phone, like, for, like, a voicemail or something. He's just like... Yeah, I'm going to get a recording. I'm going to get you and Nolan North to do an improv session. I don't think I've ever had myself freeze and probably want to piss all over my pants more than when he said that to me. Um, I was nervous. Like, holy crap. The second he said that, I was like, what? He's just like, yeah, we're going to do that. And so as we get right to it, you know, he pays the, uh, the person next to him and, you know, goes right into it. He's like, yeah, I wanted you to do uh, Nathan Drake and Deadpool talk about Nolan North. And just Nolan came out and was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Well, why don't your friend start off first? I was like, oh, no, God, and he's making me start, too. Fuck. So uh, we did it, and uh, I, I had to get the nerves out, you know, and, and this was like a surreal moment. I was like, dude, I'm doing a voice improv session with Nolan North, like, studied all his his, uh, his mannerisms and everything for Deadpool, the voice and everything. So uh, he was like, yeah, go ahead, start. So I was like... <clears throat> If it ain't Mr. Matthew McConaughey, a.k.a. Mr. Nathan Drake. How's it going, buddy? As we were going into that, I'm like, just fuck me. Because the nerves were still, yeah, the nerves were still there. 
my favorite part, so my hands were shaking just being around the guy, and so props to you for being able to do that. But uh, my favorite part of it had to be just your reaction to it, because I told you what I, was, what I wanted when you were like halfway to the front of the line, and you just kind of went, <laughs> yeah, right. And then after I um, after I, I paid the handler, you looked at me and went, do you still want to do it? And I was like, yep. And that's why I saw you go, oh, shit. Yeah. I... I, I... <laughs> I really wanted to say, Bane, fuck this shit, I'm out, because, oh my god, that, that was just nerve-wracking. When At the end of it, it was cool, though, in which, you know, this is the part where I show my love for uh, for Kyle in 54321, because, um, yeah, he came out and he was like, wow, that was really good, dude, you know, you should go for improv classes and stuff, man, like, you killed it. I'm like, this is the same guy that did Uncharted and Marvel vs. Capcom, and he's saying this to me. Like, I had one of those bro moments with, like, a nice nuclear blast behind me. Like, holy shit, this is amazing. Um, that was a pretty amazing con moment in general. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Oh, also, and I met Biff, too. That was, that was funny as shit. He just went right back to, you know, doing Biff from Back to the Future. That was cool. But Nolan North was, was the one where I think I gotta give it to you because I was... Uh, you threw me off, but that was a cool moment to like really do a voiceover with with someone I idolized like all the way. Like in terms of my voice, because Bane, I don't know if it, I don't know if you were able to, I don't know if you remember, but like like me speaking right now is fine, but Wade's voice the entire con, I'm shot because Wade's voice is just a lot higher pitched, and it's like a chalkboard. Yeah. It's yeah, it's like a chalkboard. Like someone's just literally putting the nails on a chalkboard. Um, it's like, God, get this guy away from me, you know, and, um, but yeah, I had no jokes for you, I had none, I was like, this guy is just amazing, no pun intended, um, <laughs> just, I don't know what to say to him, but the next, the, the next Spider-Man, oh, how's Gwen Stacy's neck, buddy? What was that? Oh, but, but the next one that came up, I was like, hey, so, uh, how's Gwen Stacy's neck there, buddy? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I actually, uh, real talk. This, see, this is why you, you probably won't, because I don't know how I would really react if I decided to do it with you. But there was one that was trying me a little bit, so I, I, I kind of had my arm around, uh, around him, and I was like, you know, you have a lot of girlfriends, buddy. Let's just go ahead and throw a nice little checklist, okay? Mary Jane, Aunt May, Gwen Stacy's neck. Ooh, too soon. <laughs> Um, and he's like, alright, everybody gets one. I was just like, bruh. Just, but, yeah, with you, it was like, I think it was just a reunion, like, cause I knew we were cool on, uh, on Instagram for a little bit here and there. So I, I really honestly was just like, yo, Bane, what's going on, bro? Like, so, it's, it'll be weird to probably come up with some material, but, uh, I'll tell you, what's the easiest character to really, like, uh, cause I have my character, but this is for both of you guys. Um, What's the easiest character to really dive in? Like, because we all get in character, but when you see that character from another cosplayer, what's that character? Mm. Yeah. You know, like, i.e., you know, Kyle, yours is the Joker. 
you know. Yeah, like, like something you can you can really dig in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. With me, that's a toss up, but mine would have to be Wolverine. So just to give you a little bit more understanding of the question, that, that's basically what it was, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for example, you know, you're you're doing your thing, uh, you're you know just you know Spider Manning it up. But there's like that one character that just makes your adrenaline just go off the charts. Any Harley Quinn, like, not in a good way. <laughs> 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 I, had to, I had to lift a bunch. Of, I had to lift a bunch of Harley Quinns one year, like when I was dead shot at the at the bank. I was like, and everybody wanted me to like lift them up and some of these chicks were like really fat. I don't know if it makes my journaling go stick, but every time I see a money point, I just want to kind of turn the other way. I'm like, you know, she's like 140, 150. I lift her. You know? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, you just killed John. <laughs> Bane, I'm going to go up to you and make a land note. All I'm going to say is Harley Quinn and walk away. No, I, I don't want to die. <laughs> no. no, I'm just messing with you, bro. No, it's that that's that mean because with uh the reason why I bring this up is because it's always fun to uh, display material when it's a character most notable. Like with with me, I have like three hours of Wolverine just material in the back of my head, so it's like I can go up to him and just three hours is just nothing more than just trolling the hell out of the guy. I mean, we'll be cool afterwards. Like, we'll go get, like, some, some TGI Fridays and shit like that. But, like, you know, like, just knowing about that character. Another one would have to be Sabretooth. Because we've never seen one. And it would be the first time that I think Kyle would ever see the serious Deadpool. You know? Gotcha. Yeah, because uh, I don't want to spoil what happens in the comics that may happen in the movies. But... He he really does something to pool that really does take the story for a whole other turn, and um, you know it's it's one of those things. I think we bumped into one, and I didn't get a, I get I didn't get enough time to really do anything to him or like really get in character, but I remember like going back to when I was a kid reading those comics, and I was like, oh man, this guy is lucky, because we would have you would have gotten like a good video like a good you know, Facebook video or something of that shit, because that would have been crazy. Um, there was, uh, and Bane, this is this is going to be probably the, the second to last thing, because we are on the hour mark here. Um, but there is one moment in particular I wanted to share with you. I know how that is. Um, I was Red Hood for the first time, and um, we saw a Joker with a crowbar. Yeah, Kyle, you could jump in at any time with this one. Um, I, I remember this. And uh, this was like my rite of passage to kind of see if I was going to be able to pull off Red Hood or not. Because we did Red Hood on a bet. On a whim bet. You know, like, oh, let's see if this guy would actually get all the materials for Red Hood. And sure enough, we, we got to Tampa and I had the helmet and the, the, the chest plate that was incredibly uncomfortable and shit. But whatever, we did it. And... There was a Joker with a crowbar, and he nailed it. Like, this dude, not only, like, the laugh, the the walk, everything. 
like just killed it. So I had to the best way to describe Jason would be Nirvana teen angst with daddy issues. That would be the best way to describe him. Um, so I had to click uh, Nirvana's first album in my head to really kind of just get all grungy. And we knew we were getting it because there was this one dude with a fanny pack with a camera going, yeah! And I was just like, all right, I'm going to keep going. But it was it was crazy, man. We got into like the Under the Red Hood scene where he grabs Joker and he, he you know, he goes off and he's just like... Um, it's him or me. Decide. And like we were, we were hella loud. I think we were right next to, um, we were right next to April Hunter's, um, her 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 booth. We were right next to it. Um, this was like two years ago. Um, we were right next to that booth, and we were just like, I think a few people were looking back over there. At the end of it, I looked at I looked at you, Kyle, and I'm like, <laughs> I think we did everything we wanted. We can go home. Yeah, I, I love going that far into characters where people are like, oh, oh, shit, they're doing that, okay. Yeah, but, um, Bane, it's, it's been awesome, dude. Thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. Um, you've been, you've been awesome being a bro with us. Um, was, yeah, again, you know, um, any, anything outside of, uh, you know, plugging in your, your Instagram? Do you have a store for a lot of the stuff that you, you make? Um, what I mainly want to try to do is get everything up on Etsy here shortly. Okay. But right now, like, if anything needs to be kind of, like, customized, um, I, I would rather just somebody kind of, like, um, kind of, um, just kind of DM me or, uh, you know, Facebook Messenger me right now. Um, but until um, I get, like, a good quantity of the things that I want up, you know, um, um, until then, I'll, I'll put it up on Etsy. But as I said, if somebody needs something like kind of custom, you know, they can. They're more than welcome to contact me. You know. Awesome. Yeah, All so, right. You know. All right. Well, uh, you know, fellow. I, I want. I want people to have a, nice pieces. You know. Most definitely, man. And and I think me and me and Kyle picked up a, a good load of insight on, um, not only just what you're trying to do, which I think it's probably one of the best ambitious projects ever to make cosplay safe but also at the same time just really make some some real quality like products here which it's kind of hard to find these days with with like cosplay and stuff because you find stuff on the net and it's like you look at it it looks nice when you see it on on the picture you order it it looks like crap you know when it comes to you so, oh man I've, that's, I've, I've cried tears in the past you have no idea there's there's one incident you know we'll talk about it at the con but there was one incident as soon as I got something I literally sold it I said this is crap I literally sold it for the same price that I paid for it which was <laughs> I literally sold it 10 minutes later to somebody who thought it was like amazing and I know that they when they got it they realized it was crap too the way they propose it online sometimes is like this there's some salesmen on there, but like, I want when people, you know, maybe hold something of mine, they're like, oh my God, like, you know, like just for example, just the new lenses that I put up with that suit just here recently, really kind of zoom in on it, you know, and if somebody wanted to really see a video, I mean, like if you saw it in real life, I think that's what's really going to blow people's minds is like the metal flake and the lenses, which I've never seen anybody do. And I said, why can anybody do this? The, the movie had that effect. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, like where it's shining almost like in the person's face. Yeah. You know, 
and I wanted to make that happen. And I found, you know, Home Depot found me, and I found Home Depot a little bit you know, more. Yeah. You know, so I, was, I was grateful. Awesome. Yeah. Do you ever see the, um, the Spider Man Homecoming ones on uh, Instagram? I think they um, like they they have mechanical uh, parts on them. It looks like alien heads. It, it, it looks like a bulbous alien head. Um, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it, you're laughing because you know it's true. Like, yes. You're, you're saying like I've seen these guys wear it. It looks like this big alien bulbous head. <laughs> You know, and these people, you see them all when they put the lights in the eyes. I'm like, dude, no one can see out of a light in front of their eyeball. Like, how long are you going to wear that in the bathroom? Like, oh my God. Yo. And these these things are getting sold. Yeah, no. They don't realize it until they get it. You're absolutely right. And I'm like, damn. And and, and, that one individual. That's making it. His master, like literally, I know exactly who you're talking about. His master, literally unbreathable. They're they're awful, you know. And I don't mean to not think, but like, man, you can't you can't dress up a turd. You can't. Oh my you know? god. <laughs> it, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, you know, that'd be like, you know, you just can't, you know, like, you know. Oh my god. Bane, that was that yo, you speak you speak you're speaking truth. We 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 laugh because we know it's true, cause like that's the kind of example of what we're talking about here. It's it's unbreathable, it's not even it's not even gonna work whether you know You know, you got a wire going down from your head down to your neck to where? Where's this wire going to where you're kind of pushing this little button for your eyes to wink all the time? Like, come on, bro, like <laughs> Yes. Like, 
Yeah, fuck that. is not even the word to describe what I would be going through right now, man. Like, seriously. Like, um, like I had to wait, I think, a month or so for my Ella Studios mask. But the contact, the, the, you know, the seller, he kept in contact with me. That was the only difference. You know, he told yeah, me. Yeah, that's the thing. It's pushing, it kept me totally in the blue. And then once it got kind of, like, a little, like, just out of hand, like, I was just like, listen, man, like, do you have any, like, I was polite, too. I was like, do you have, like, an ETA on, like, when these things may go out? You know, and all of a sudden they were like canceled. And that's when I just like, I said, you know, like, your mask aren't even that fucking good. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, you know, so I was just like, I just had to take things in my own hands. You know, I wanted the character to look a certain way. I really wanted to take it from the comic book level, you know, and really kind of bring that seriousness to it, no matter what it was. Like, when I try to attempt this Blue Beetle thing, I really want to get really close to the Injustice 2 uh, version of it. You know, nice. no matter how. No matter how long it's going to take me to kind of get that with the mask, because it's very achievable. It's just going to take some sculpting time. That's what I kind of want to do with it, you know? So, yeah. I really want to see, like, I want to see how you pull that off and make it as practical as it can be. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's another thing. It's just like, how am I going to go about that? You know, it, it, it's going to take, you know, um, you know, like a good week to sit there and map it out and sit there and say, hey, and there's probably going to be trial and error or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Really, it's, it's super. It's super simple to make something look cool, but if you don't, you know, if you can't see and you don't have a range of motion, then what's the point? Exactly, and that's what that's what I'm talking about big time. You know, like as with anything, no matter what character I would perform, like when I do like the Skeletor, I already have it down, like what I've done in the past with certain things. So I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make the shield out of this. I'm going to make the staff out of this. I'm going to make the loincloth out of it. I already have that all laid out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, which that's that's awesome by the way. Holy shit, like 
seriously that you you put all that time i you know it's it's almost like one of those things where i I know it's like wow and i thought we were really into it but like we knew this already but like you still get that little small part of you that comes out and says wow like it's really good to meet someone who is that serious into it that they go all they they you they utilize every type of thing that that would make this character and they would think like what can we do that's practical for it and it's it's, it's good to hear that. I'm pretty sure everyone who listens to our podcast is also going to be very nice to hear that we have, you know, someone who's ambitious to make these, you know, practical costumes and wants to make a difference, you know? Yeah, it, it means a lot to me. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I think, it, I think this, this industry and this, this type of uh, pastime found me, and I think in a, in a lot of sense it saved me from a disastrous, you know, career and, you know, killing myself, you know, with bodybuilding, you know, and actually destroying my health instead of expanding upon it. And I tell you, like, once I found the character, you know, as I said, like, you know, Spider-Man, my health increased, my, you know, everything, like, you know, I had to be in shape like no other, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. there was Spidey Fit, but Spidey Fit wasn't close to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't even, yeah. it wasn't even a question, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. But I had to bring that for the kids, you know what I'm saying? I think, um, you know, once you start getting into um, fabricating all these things for your Etsy shop and and all these things that you're making, uh, I think it's going to do well because, like, those are the magic words to anybody that does cosplay is, hey, uh, when you buy this thing, you're gonna be—it's gonna breathe, and you're gonna be able to move in it. And you say, "Oh yeah, see, thank God you can see." Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank—I I thank you, man. I think I'm, I'm glad I'm talking to people that kind of understand, you know, like what I've been maybe even trying to do, like you know, I just, you know, I just, everything I want to do with this, um, you know, thing that we're doing right now in our lifetime is—I want it to be just so like memorable because we're all not going to be here for very long, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we got to make some sort of mark. (laughs) Most definitely, man. And uh, on that note, guys, uh, I'm going to go ahead and try to wrap it up here. Um, Bane, thank you. Thank you so much, man. Uh You, you've been... I'm I'm honored. Thank you, man. I'm honored. Yeah, man. You, you've been... Thank you so much for, for coming on, man. Yeah, man. man. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem, bro. Anytime. And we'll definitely keep up more as uh, as we're going to MegaCon. We'll meet up and, hey, we'll probably chill out and all that awesomeness. Because, I mean, Orlando, I'm not saying it's a crazy town, but, I mean, we'll, we'll hang out our own way. We're not going to go and, you know. and But, yeah, it's it's been it's been really awesome to have you on and just have a good discussion. But uh, for the rest of the fans, this is the Trigger Happy Chatterbox. This is the world, world's greatest detective. And, of course, our guest. Hey, bravo, leave it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, peeps. Love you. Ta- hey, man, you guys have a great evening, man. Thank you so much. No problem. You too, All right. All right. And, of course, uh, hang on to what's golden. Hold on to what's golden.